Hello, and welcome to The Way Family Podcast, episode 80-something. Hey. Hey. Alright, you know what time it is. It's time to start dancing. Dance it out. Deleting emails to the syncopation of the <laughs> beat. <laughs> it was notes. Oh, deleting notes. Okay, well, same diff. I wasn't trying to do it to the syncopation, but wow. Oh, uh, you were. The music really <laughs> speaks to me. I think you really were. Well, I wasn't trying to. You were like, to. swipe, delete, swipe, delete, swipe, <laughs> delete. <laughs> what other beat could you do that to? Swipe, delete. No, you were doing it to the beat. I of wasn't that. trying you were, to. Your fingers were dancing. You may be grumpy, but your fingers are happy. <laughs> Why would you say that I'm grumpy? That's rude. Oh, you're a little grumpy that it took you so long to brush the tangles out of your hair. I, yeah, I am a little bit grumpy about that. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe you should just cut it all off. I asked you if I should do that, and you said no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I'm probably going to cut my hair, though. I'll probably cut Forrest's hair. Doubt it. I'm tired of brushing his tangles out. Yeah, me too. I got double the tangles. Mm. <sighs> All right. Well, Hannah, before we start talking about whatever we're going to talk about, why don't you talk about your week? How was your week? Well, my sister got married yesterday. So I was up there in the Bay Area for most of the week um, helping with stuff for the wedding. I did all the flowers for it. So um, I was like getting the flowers and planning the different things that I was going to have to do. And my grandparents were there. So I was visiting with them and my aunt was there they're both they're all from Minnesota and then um my parents best friends so it's two couples and they're basically like our aunts and uncles we've grown up with them I mean with that like with them in our lives very regularly so yeah they're like basically family so all of those people came from Minnesota so it was a lot of visiting and a lot of working and planning and um you know, just getting stuff ready for your wedding. And then yesterday was the wedding and it was really good. It was very sweet and it was very fun. And um, I don't really know. Well, I didn't really know her, I guess now husband, very well because they were not dating for very long when they got married and they planned their wedding in like less than two months. So... It was really fun to get to hang out with him a little bit this last week and just see, like, hang out with his family and his best friends and stuff. Like, that just says a lot about a person, you know, who they choose to be their best friends and, you know, how they grew up with their family and stuff like that. So, um, 
Yeah, that was really good. And he is really sweet and he loves my sister a lot. So it was like a fast thing for them from them like dating and then getting married. But I am not, um, I don't know. I wasn't like anxious about it. I just was like, I don't, I didn't know him, you know? So it was like hard. It was hard because it was like, well, my sister's marrying someone that I don't know as well as I want to know. But I can see that he is, he's a, a really good guy and he's kind and he is really good to Kirsten. So, um, yeah, so that was really good to, to see that. And then the wedding was really good. Um, they got married. They, we had, there was really good food at the wedding. Um, it was a small wedding. There was, they could, the max that they could have was like 65 people, I think. Um, and so that's all there was and they, but it, so it was really small, but it was, it was good, good people there. And me and my other sister, Mallory, um, the night before the wedding, basically convinced and planned a dance, like a choreographed dance for my dad and Kirsten to do for their father-daughter dance. And so they started out like slow dancing to... um the Adele song make you feel my love it's like really slow and and then like like 30 seconds in the music switched to <laughs> forever by Chris Brown it's the same song that they do at Jim and Pam's um wedding on the office it's that song but we did a different dance and me and Mallory came up with all the dance moves and they learned it and they did it and it was so good and when like the music like switched everyone was like oh oh and my dad and Kirsten were like looking around confused and like it was all part of it <laughs> and then they did this dance they learned all these moves and they were doing it together and they did such a good job I was so proud of them and if you know them you know that both of them are the very least likely people to ever do something like that so they were like totally shocked like all their friends and stuff so <laughs> it was really cool um and then today well um Sunday morning we had a brunch a big brunch with all of um, Miguel's family, that's her husband, Miguel is his name, um, with all of his family and all of our family at this restaurant by where my parents live. And it's been a tradition. They did it after our wedding. We were already like gone on our honeymoon, but they started it with our wedding. And they, so Zach's family and my family all went to brunch together at a fancy restaurant. And then they had a rule where you had to sit by somebody you didn't know. So... Um, they had that rule again this time and it was fun. It was just, it was so fun. I just love stuff like that. So yeah, that was a lot. I was talking a lot about that, but that's like a big deal. My sister's wedding. So yeah. How was your week, hun? My week was fine. I, mm, I think your week was. Oh. <laughs> my week was fine. Friday sucked. And Saturday morning. And whatever day you crashed your bike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it rained. Um, It was raining here. And I was riding my bike to work because I'm that's one of my goals. So I figured out, uh, instead of riding Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I just ride every day. It's easier that way. Are you here with us? Sorry, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to get my recommendations because I, I didn't plan them yet. My hair took so long to brush. <laughs> So I was riding my bike and I was turning right 
and a car was turning left and they turned very sharp and they w- were in the bike lane. They were they were like coming towards me. So I swerved to get like about to crash into him. And swerved to get out of their way and I just laid out flat and, and slid he crashed and pretty fell. far. Yeah. And he had like bruises and scrapes and stuff and he was so sore. Yeah, my shoulder and like arm were really sore pretty much all week. My elbow and knee and hip are all bruised and scarred, scabbed up right now. Um, But I was wearing my helmet. I had my lights on. I was wearing a bright yellow jacket. And I was just an idiot driver. And they didn't even stop. That's so mean. So that's mean. That, that was kind mad. of a bummer. And uh, let's see. Oh yes. So then the week went. It was normal. Normal week. We. I got sick. <laughs> I got food poisoning. I ate some Costco pizza that was sitting out in a car all day, and. <laughs> You didn't say that it was sitting on a car all day. I didn't know that. It was warm oh. when I had it, so I thought, you know, it was... It was heated up. Yeah. I thought it was fresh. Well, he didn't know if he if it was the flu or if it was food poisoning, because the flu, or, well, a stomach bug is going around. Right. So... Right. It could have been the stomach flu, but... And so I was like, oh, gosh, this could be, like, six days, or this could be, like, six hours. Well, it turns out it was, like, 12 hours and I oh I know I overreact when I am sick but I like was dying I like wanted to die (laughs) I was he pooped his pants (laughs) I pooped my pants on the way to the bathroom I threw up on the bathroom floor I threw up on the toilet I threw up in the bathtub on the bathroom floor yeah I cleaned it all up oh then I threw up again And it was like so many times that I was throwing up, it was like it got to the dry heaves and there was nothing left to throw up. There was nothing left to poop. And I was like, had shivers and hot flashes and I was like achy and dizzy and had a headache and runny nose. And And he was all alone too because we were already up at my parents' house, me and the babies. So I couldn't even take care of him. So I started feeling bad at like... Six o'clock in the morning, and I just threw up a bunch, and I was like, oh, I feel better. And then, so I went to work, picked up payroll, um, and then I had a meeting, and then um, went to go uh, do some wire transfers and deposits at different banks, and on my way to the car, I was like, yep, gonna throw up. So I, like, sat in the car, opened the door, and then just threw up out the side of the car, and then left. And then I threw up once I got to the bank. Okay, we don't have to talk about all the times you threw up. It was, it probably was just a lot so of times. much. I was like, where is this coming from? And this was the day that he was supposed to be driving up to my parents' house because my sister's wedding was the next day. And he was back up for preaching, for like doing the ceremony because the pastor who did the ceremony, his wife was like super pregnant and could go into labor any day. So he he was like supposed to be driving up and he's puking all day he's like i don't know how i'm supposed to drive if i'm like sharding and puking 
could you drive? What if you were driving and you had to throw up? You would crash if you like threw up while you're driving. I have thrown up while driving. Well, you were the one driving. Yes. What did you do? I stuck my head out the window and I threw up. Oh, that's so gross. Poor car behind you. <laughs> well, it got all over my car too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it serves you right. Shouldn't be driving when you go to puke. Well, how do you know? I don't know. That just is... Throw up is disgusting. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, food poisoning is real. (laughs) Real? I had to yawn. So (laughs) don't... Just don't... If you're asking yourself, is it worth it? Like, no, it's not. Just don't. Okay, but that's the thing, though. You couldn't have known, like, this could possibly give me food poisoning. Because if there's ever any any chance in anything, I will not eat it. If there's even, like, a slight chance, I will not say, is it worth it? I will say, it is never worth it. And you probably would, too. You didn't think that that pizza would have possibly given you food poisoning. Because pizza doesn't usually give you food poisoning. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways. I think it was the fact that it was sitting out in the car all day long. Was there meat on it? Yes. So, yes, that's probably... What, you think I'm just going to take free cheese pizza? No. I would. I freaking love cheese pizza. Yum. Okay, so then he he came up. Yeah, so I came up. I missed the wedding. He came... He walked in, like, right after the ceremony. (laughs) Hmm. And I was... um, I was 30, I was on, like, I was going to be on time. I was 30 miles away, and it took me an hour and a half to get 30 miles, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I, Bummer. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't like the city. Mm-mm. I just don't like it. And that's what made me think a little bit about what we're going to talk about right now, which will have to be quick, because I'm tired, you're tired, and we didn't plan this, actually, very much at all. But I was... So anxious driving in the city because I went to Ikea after we had brunch today to go get Forrest a bed because I haven't had time to make him a bed and I probably won't have time realistically in the next three months. So I went to Ikea to go get him a bed and it's like was so crazy. Like there's so many people on the road and I just was like super stressed out. And I normally mm-hmm. don't get like that. And it's in the middle of like a couple big cities where it is. And it's right by like six freeway interchanges. And it is just a lot. The city stresses me out too. And so then once I finally got there, I'm just not used to it. So like unknown things and things that I'm not real like comfortable with, that has the tendency to like give me a little bit of anxiety or, or stress. Mm-hmm. I like I like what I know. You mm-hmm. stick with what you know. And it, I was n- out of my comfort zone here and there's so many people that were driving around me as like I'm I can be responsible for me, but I cannot be responsible for that person checking their phone and that person who is driving a trailer that's in the half of the other lane and and that other truck driver up there who didn't tie out down everything in the back of his truck. It's just like, I, I'm, there's so much that's out of my control. Even if I was the best driver, 
in the world, mm-hmm. it's like so much could go wrong. And I don't know why I was thinking that, but I think I was like, I was a little bit overwhelmed too with like all of the people and everything that was going on that weekend because it was like a lot and it was fast and it was just like I was still recovering from being sick. So, well, anyways, I just got me thinking like, There's things in life that makes us anxious. And hindsight is always 20-20 vision, but what if we could forecast or foresee the scenarios and circumstances in life that make us anxious and then game plan on what we could do to avoid that or what we could do in that situation because a lot of those situations are, are unavoidable. So, Hannah... What are some situations? What are some things that make you anxious? So many things. Well, just list a couple. I Yes, I'm going to. I'm just prefacing it with a lot of things make me anxious. And I do not like that about myself, but that is just how it is. So, working on it. Um, lots of different noises at the same time make me very, very anxious. And this is something I was, like, talking to my friend on Voxer about that I've... Well, I have met her in real life, but we were friends before we met in real life. Whatever. It's whatever. Um, And how, like, I'm a visual learner and you are an auditory learner for the most part. Right? Right. And, like, y- for you, like, visual mess stresses you out. And for me, auditory mess stresses me out. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, lots of different noises. Like, we've talked about this before, like, sensory overload and how if there is more, just, I don't know, it's it's different things because, like, I can have music playing in the background and be talking to someone and be fine, you know? and But, like, if I have, like, a podcast playing in the car and then Fern starts crying and Forrest starts asking me questions, I will, like, get off at the next ex- exit and, like, calm everything down because I cannot, it stresses me out so much. And I think maybe part of that is, like, being a mom. I don't know. I don't know. But, so for that, like, I try to f- foresee certain situations, like, like the family that we live with that has a, a almost three-year-old that's, like, best buddies with Forrest. When they get together, they're very loud, and they yell a lot, and that, it makes it very hard for me to do anything at all when that's happening so we try to foresee that and not have them running around at least inside like if they're going to be running around we could be like okay go outside and run around you know when the weather is nice because it's so overwhelming for me like so overwhelming and I just like I don't know that's like one of the biggest things for me and it's not just with like children yelling or crying that's not like the only thing that is involved it's just like sounds like zach like if we're watching something this is what made me realize that this the sounds are overwhelming for me like very like what's the word um consistently i can remember like so many different times if we're watching something and zach like plays a video on his phone because he likes watching the funny videos and I can hear both sounds, I, like, have to pause either what we're watching. You get or so I, ticked Or I off. ask him to turn, like, put his headphones on or something. Cause it's even I, if it's, like, on volume two. It doesn't matter. And I can barely hear it. No, it's, you're, <laughs> it, you're close to me. It's just, 
it's just too much. I don't know it's how else to explain it. So silly that me. was what made me realize that I know it's silly to you. And I think that you getting stressed out about messes is silly. So whatever. Um, th- I, that's when I realized that that is a stressful thing for me. Cause it's not like, it's not like I'm just like a little bit annoyed. It like, it makes me stressed out. So yeah, that's a big one. And another thing is like bad things happening to people that like just thinking about that obviously makes me anxious so i can't watch like really intense stuff especially before bed because i will just think about it and it will keep me up at night and then i think of all the scenarios that my family could be in the same scenarios in the show or like i don't know i just think of every worst possible thing that could happen and then i just don't sleep (laughs) so I don't watch I don't watch horror movies at all and like if I'm gonna watch like a thriller or something I can't do that like right before bed so those are two that I can think of hmm what about me what do you what do you think makes me anxious messes (laughs) that's not funny it's like that's a thing that makes you anxious hmm you're right (laughs) I live in a messy house, so how do you think I feel (laughs) all the time? It's not. Stop. It's not just me. I'm just saying. I know. What else do you think makes me anxious? I don't know. Why don't you tell us what makes you anxious? Well, I'm obviously like being situations that aren't in my control and there's a lot of other people. That I don't like. Mm-hmm. I like to be in control of, like, in control of the, the, like, things in my sphere. Like, I like to have my sphere of influence. And, like, as long as I don't screw up, everything's going to be fine, you know? Mm-hmm. But. You don't like depending on someone else. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like depending on someone else and I don't like I don't like when I'm like herded as like a human being in in and through something. You don't like being told what to do. Also. Yeah, I don't like that, but that doesn't make me anxious. It just kind of pisses me off. But like T- the going through TSA, I'm like 50% pissed off, 50% anxious. <laughs> because it's like there's so many other things and like it doesn't even matter if I've done everything right. Like they'll find something, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like they, I'm always the one who's pulled aside for random questioning or search your bag randomly. And I don't think that makes me anxious, like not the searching the bag. It's just like when you're going through an air, large groups of people, I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like going through malls or like just being surrounded by a lot of people that I'm in a f- in an area that I'm unfamiliar in, I think. Yeah. Um, I thought of two more things that make me anxious. Okay, go. Being late and like that, like the process that happens before being late. Like, that is, like, the most anxious thing for me, though. Like, super anxious time. And it's, like, frantic. Especially, this is hard with, like, two kids. So, I plan everything. Like, if we're going to leave the house, 
at a certain time, I start getting everyone ready an hour before. And then we have time to have downtime. We'll, like, schedule some time for Forrest to have a meltdown when I tell him we have to go. Like, I have to think ahead like that because I don't like being late. And there was one more thing. What were you just saying about TSA? Uh, Being herded like cattle. Oh, small talk makes me anxious. Mm, small That's talk. Thing. That's why it's really hard for me to make friends at church because I really hate small talk and I'm bad at it. And it also makes me, I just feel anxious when I know I'm going to have to like do it, you know? And, um, so I just don't like, and when I'm meeting new people, because this is, well, we've been going to the church, this church since Fern was born. So it's been a couple of months, but it's like the, you have to start with small talk, you know, to, to get to know somebody, you have to start somewhere, you know, you don't know. I don't know. So that's like, it's really hard for me to like make friends because of that. So I don't know. It's lame. I should just have like, it's a necessary evil. I know, but I should just have like three things, three questions that I can like have in my small talk pocket or something. Or I'm like, this is what I can ask people. Because I do like, the thing is, I do like finding out about people and I like learning about them and what they like and their families and stuff like that. I really, I really like that. It's just like the art of small talk is like, pisses me off. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a lot better at it than you. You are. You but are a lot better at it. I don't like people as much as you. <laughs> I know, which is, like, not fair. We should, like, switch abilities. <laughs> I have gotten to know some pretty cool people in the past two months. Yes, I know. Let's just keep on talking about how good you are at it and how bad I am at it. You brought it up. What's some other another thing that might make me anxious? Um, I don't know why, but this is a phobia more than, like, being anxious. But, like, anytime, like... I see lizards or um, snakes. I just have to be very sure that I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> like I never, ever want to be barefoot around snakes or lizards because one time I stepped on a lizard barefoot and it like squished gooey stuff all between my toes. And then it bit my toe. That is way more of a phobia. <laughs> But it makes me a little anxious. Like, <laughs> So how can you prepare for that anxiety? Wear well, shoes the and don't qu- step on them. <laughs> that's, that's the next question. <laughs> no. There's some. There's got to be some other things that... Um, I think that, like... Uh, well, for a while there, it was like, anytime Fern would cry, you would get really anxious. Yeah. Because it was... Because I couldn't the, calm the her down. The constant noise. I think that, that kind of noise for anybody is stressful. Like that when she was first born and it's just like the like nonstop for like a large amount of time. You know, that's that's hard on anyone, I think. But now you're nothing she does anymore really makes you like that. So that's good. Uh. All right. Well. So there's some of these situations that are unavoidable and some of them we just need to like grow up and be better about it. Like the lizard one. 
<laughs> like the lizard one. Just kidding. <laughs> exactly. Let the the fears of my past l- stay in the past. <laughs> Probably won't step on another lizard and have him bite my toe and also have his dead body squished between my toes. Stop. Gross. But um, a, a lot of the stuff we can't avoid. It's just like, you can't. Mm-hmm. Life happens unless you want to be a hermit and just live by yourself. And you are never, everything in your life is not going to be in your control all of the time. There's a, a lot of things that are out of your control a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you can't just avoid conflict and avoid discomfort and avoid things that make you anxious. So if you know what makes you anxious, like that's a step in the right direction, but what are things that you can do to, number one, avoid the things that are avoidable, and then number two, deal with the anxiety and your reaction to the situation if it's not avoidable? Well, I think that planning ahead for most things like planning in advance what you're going to do if this happens will help because like the biggest thing for me is the noise thing that happens very regularly when it like works me up because it happens a lot um i think that if i would figure out like a way to just like chill out without like getting mad and frustrated at whatever the noise is okay because usually it is one of my kids is like part of the noise you know usually but not always so i don't want to get mad at them and i don't want to get frustrated at them because it's not usually bad that they're making noise you know it's just their kids so i think that i need to like plan ahead and have like a thing to do like step back take a deep breath figure out the noise try to calm down the noise you know, something like that. Yeah. Because a lot of things are unavoidable, like small talk and being late sometimes. Well, being late is not always, is not always unavoidable, but sometimes it is. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, you kind of just have to surrender control you have to surrender your control over the situation. Yeah. And just recognize like, yep, this sucks, but there's nothing I can do. You just take it one step at a time. Yeah, you take it one step at a time. And then I think what helps too is you focus on the things that are in your control rather than the things that are not in your control. And I think that that's one thing that makes me anxious is like driving in like, Oh my gosh, you know what's making me anxious right now? This idiot sitting in front of our house revving his engine for the past 10 (laughs) minutes. Shut off your car! (laughs) Goodness sakes. Just leave! We're waving our fists at him. (laughs) Anyways, what was I saying? Mm. (laughs) That guy. That was confusing. He was sitting there for so long. I know. I thought it was like a motorcycle riding around over and over again. Um, Driving in traffic is like, oh, yeah. So what what made me 
anxious was that there's like there's so much going on and there's so many people and there's so many decisions that they could make and but then i think when you take a step back take a deep breath assess the situation and recognize that you're only responsible for your behavior and your reactions then it makes it a little bit more manageable because then all that you're responsible for is you. Yeah, like if you're in traffic and you're getting stressed out, you could get out of the fast lane, go to the slow lane, make just go super slow. You don't have to go fast. Like that that's something that I need to work on in traffic because I try to like find the quickest way out of it. Usually I'm like I'm trying to find like I go in the fast lane and then I will like try to stay in the fast lane no matter what you know and so in that situation you just you can you do things you're like okay i don't have to get out of this super fast i can do this stress-free go to the slow lane leave space between you and the car in front of you in case someone decides to be an idiot and you know swerve into your lane or whatever you know do what you can with what you have yeah that one thing that you always say do what you can with what you have where you are. Yep. Theodore Roosevelt. But then I also think, and th- this is such a terrible example that I was just got frustrated at that guy in his car <laughs> because what I'm about to say is going to sound super hypocritical, but that still is really annoying. Like, come on, dude. Yes. Why? It's... It is 11 o'clock at night. See, I I think the thing is, I try to be considerate of others, and I would appreciate it if others were considerate of others. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not the way things always go. So you are just responsible for yourself and your reactions. There might be things that are out of your control, and there might be things that are... um might cause you anxiety but you all there is always one thing that's in your control poorly demonstrated by me <laughs> how you react your reaction <laughs> <laughs> so that helped me to calm down a little bit in ikea but not enough for me to just chill with this guy and his stupid revved truck. and notice how right when you said that he left <laughs> But you Seriously. didn't say anything to him. <laughs> yeah. He's he just waiting for it. Yeah, he wanted a reaction. Yeah. So I think if we can forecast like things that make us anxious and then and then what? If they're not avoidable, then what do we what should we do? Have a plan. Yeah. Plan A, plan B, plan C. Multiple plans. And you are really only responsible for the way that you react to the things that happen so you know do what you can take baby steps take a deep breath so it's also actually really helpful for me too because it made me think about all the things that make me anxious like situations that are changeable and now i can have a game plan yeah next time i'm just not gonna go to ikea yeah, right. You love IKEA ever since I first brought you. There. I love IKEA, but let me tell you what, I hated it today. 
It was like a sea of people. It was swarming with human beings. Well, it was a weekend. Yeah, I didn't even go to the food court. I didn't even, yeah. I just like ran through everything and then got to the machines and put in the thing. You should have just went to the machines to start. You can do that, you know. I couldn't find that. The warehouse? I couldn't find the entrance to that. Oh, I I know exactly where it is. If only I was with you. (laughs) So, moral of the story, don't do things without your wife. Yep, that's the real moral of the story. Yeah. Wife's know all. All right, well, um, (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode. If you have thoughts, uh, for sure hit us up, except um, kind of a bummer. I think our Google voicemail has been shut down because we didn't get any voicemails. So Uh call or do not call. There is no try. There is no try. (laughs) Um, some <laughs> things that I'd like to recommend is the Read Scripture app. Anna and I are doing the yes. Year of Biblical Literacy with our church, and this app is pretty cool. It's with the, I think it's with the Gospel Coalition and the Bible Project. I'm unsure on that, but there's some cool videos, and it's a, just a nice reading plan. It's a, just a nice reading plan. <laughs> Another, there's two book recommendations that I have that I just finished. Um, One is called Permission to Screw Up, How I Learned to Lead by Messing, by Screwing Almost Everything Up. I forgot what the subtitle is, but that's a good book on leadership, and it's just a good story, too. Um, I definitely recommend it. Another book is called Anxious for Nothing, which I listened to on my way home today, and it was very good. And then the last recommendation that I have is Starbucks and Skittles. Starburst. Starbucks. (laughs) That would be so sweet if Starbucks made candy. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, well. (laughs) Sorry. Nope. I I think so. (laughs) They could like, um, what's that, that like grandma candy company? C's? Yeah. What if C's and Starbucks had a collab and they started making caramel macchiato? Starbucks is already macchiato. taking over everything. Well, anyways, Starburst and Skittles, Sweet Heat. Um, they're very yummy and, uh, they have a little bit of a spicy kick afterwards. So... I'm going to have to try some of those. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations? Um, I have two recommendations. One is, I'm sure I've recommended this before, the Risen Motherhood podcast, if you're a mom. And they are, it's just very encouraging podcast. It's two sisters. Well, they're actually like sister-in-laws. And... Um, all the episodes are really short, like 20 minutes or less. And they have like the, they go over like a ton of different, like all their episodes are about like one subject. Um, and that's like the, the title name. So you can like pick it, pick one that like relates to your situation and it's like easy to listen to just, you know, when you're doing laundry or going in the car, I don't know. It's a good length. So, uh. Yeah, it's very encouraging. I listened to a bunch of them on the way up to my parents' house this week. 
because Zach fixed our Bluetooth in our car, our new car, that we could not figure out the Bluetooth. So that is my first recommendation. And my second recommendation is a detox bath, which um, if you're pregnant, you're not supposed to do detox baths. So just close your ears. If But if you are breastfeeding... You're not supposed to add the clay. So here's what you do for the detox bath. Like the original recipe is detox bath. You do um, chicken blood. Oh, I'm kidding. Why would you even think that? Jeez Louise. That's gross. Mm. Um, <laughs> Epsom salts and apple cider vinegar and essential oils. So I like to like put the essential oils with Epsom salts, mix them up first. I, I found a recipe that said two cups of Epsom salts and then like 10 drops of essential oil. So I did pine essential oil and eucalyptus essential oil. It smells nice. And then a cup of, so two cup, two cups Epsom salts, like some drops of essential oil mixed in with the Epsom salts ahead of time. Then um, mix that in the bath, really hot water in the bath. And then um, a cup of apple cider vinegar. And then a fourth cup of uh, bentonite clay. But if you're breastfeeding, don't use a bentonite clay. Um, And then you just sit for 20 minutes. Drink a lot of water before. Drink water during and drink water after. And then make sure you pee after. Because you're going to have to. You drink so much water. And it's just a good way to flush out all the toxins. And you stir it all up with a rabbit's foot. Mm-hmm. I just took one of them and it felt really good. I don't know, like, I don't know if you're supposed to feel different, like, oh, toxins are totally gone. But I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm recommending it because it was really nice because I never put the water that hot. I love really hot, like really hot showers and really hot baths, but I can never stand to have the water that hot. But this time I made myself do it and it felt so good. So. That's what I recommend. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope that you have a great week. And we'll be back next week. We have a serious question to answer. What is it? I'll show you when we're done. Oh, okay. Why Just why would you say that? And then we're not going to answer it now. Well, let's just do it now. No, it's like a whole episode. Oh, okay. It's like a big, big question. Okay. Yeah. Um, keep submitting questions. Send us an email or... Uh, you know, whatever. We love you guys. See ya. Catch you on the flip side. Happy trails. <laughs>